Welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. Hey, this is Big Chief and you're listening to the Bourbon Road. You know what I love to pour in my old fashions is a little maple syrup can't be just any maple syrup it has to be from seldom seen farms up in ohio he takes bourbon barrels pours his syrup in there and ages it for six to nine months making for some delicious just some delicious syrup that you could pour on pancakes you could pour it on waffles chicken and waffles like this fat guy likes but seriously you want to make a delicious cocktail with some maple syrup and not that old simple syrup Check out SeldomSeenMaple.com. Pick up some stuff from there today. We'd appreciate it. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. And I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is the Bourbon Road. And today, Mike, we are at Jephthah Bend Farm. You got some charcuterie boards out. We've been drinking a little bit of bourbon, a little bit of rye, a little bit of uh, of everything. Yeah, we... I mean, there's a lot of whiskey over here, so might as well drink it, right? Well, you pull out all the stops when you get some guests, and today we have some pretty great guests with us. Yeah. So who's with us, Mike? Well, we got the fine folks from a great festival here in Kentucky on October 1st, Bourbon on the Banks. We got Diane Strong, Amzie Winning, and Renee True with us in the house. They're representing Bourbon on the Banks. They what about a 15-minute drive over here, 20 minutes? It may have taken a little longer than that. 33 minutes. <laughs> about, 33 yeah, minutes. 33. Yeah, about that. You guys drive slow. Maybe my red <laughs> truck just knows the way to Frankfurt. <laughs> well, they probably came all the way down to exit 35 instead of cutting through, huh? Oh, they didn't take the Wadi, the Wadi way. Yes. You did? Yeah. That's, that's where Google Maps told me to go. So, oh, that's, so you ain't- We only bottomed out once. You ain't back. <laughs> you ain't back country roads drivers. Though. I love country roads. I enjoy I mean, that it. Is, it's that's, beautiful. It's country roads it gets, right, Jim? Yeah, it, it absolutely is. It's no, beautiful. You get to drive under a train trestle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Past some barns. Past a couple murder sites. I'm bringing my road bike next time. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a lot of great things to talk about today. We, Mike and I have been- Chatting up bourbon on the banks now for what about four months? Well, maybe longer. I, I think since last October when we went, we talked about it because we had such a great time there, and I think all of our listeners had a great time that came. Uh, we were just amazed at um, how many people actually knew about us, and our tent was the place to be. It seemed like it was. We had a great time there last year, and you guys, uh, you guys did pull out all the stops for us as well. I mean, it was really great. We had a wonderful time. Our listeners enjoyed themselves. Man. I can, I, I'm really excited for this to happen again. Yeah, I, I I am too. I think me and Diane have had about 15 conversations about it. At least. Um, about bourbon on the banks. And uh, it is going to be grander and bigger this year, right, Diane? It sure is. It sure is. And after last year, I, I sent out several um, surveys on my to my distilleries, my my attendees and my volunteers and the city and any any issues, we try to correct them and make it even better this year. So that's the goal. But Big Chief's still coming. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any complaints about you. Whatever. <laughs> Diane, I think it was the Big Chief that said we need to have this at the uh, beginning of October instead of the end of October. And he said that. And that's what we – it was you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. So if anybody can't make it this year because it's the 1st of October, you can blame Mike, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey. I think any time in October is a fine time to have it. Weather's a little cooler here in Kentucky. Um, there's some football going on, right? 
but it's that main thing is that weather where it, sometimes in the dead of summer like now it's it's hot it's hot outside jim it, it it is hot now today was a lot better yeah um you know that humidity's down a little bit it's in the 80s i can deal with that but man i tell you what when it's 98 degrees outside and the dew point 78 that's a problem you just can't even hardly go outside. Well, let's 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 talk about whiskey. What we got in our glass right now, because uh, we do got some whiskey. And listeners are like, "Man, these guys ain't gonna drink no whiskey on the show." Hell yes, we're gonna drink some whiskey on this show. <laughs> so, uh, what do we have in our glass today, guys? And 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 I should say that we also have the Frankfurt Bourbon Society in the house, right? Because That's right, because the Bourbon on the Banks organization and the Frankfurt Bourbon Society are are, are closely bonded. You've got uh, Amzie and myself are board members of both of those boards, and we do work closely together. And Diane, if she needs something Bourbon Society related, she lets us know. And so, I'm a member. <laughs> Have been since, I don't know, the beginning, beginning, kind of. Yeah. So the bottle is here courtesy of the Frankfurt Bourbon Society, right? The What we're drinking on? Yeah, we've got a uh, Yellowstone pick, and uh, Amzie uh, went on that pick, even though he didn't get to drink anything. Amzie? Yeah, like I said, this was one of the uh, most terrible barrel picks I've ever been on. <laughs> uh, nothing Yellowstone did, um, other than make us have a designated driver, and nobody else uh, wanted to volunteer for that. Um, you know, and and I'd like to touch real quick probably a little bit on that relationship, I think with Frankfurt bourbon society and bourbon on the banks festival Um, at the very beginning, Frankfurt bourbon society was sort of a placeholder until we could get the new 501 C three nonprofit set up. And then also I think it makes sense because the event is in Frankfurt and we are a uh, good source of like-minded bourbon enthusiasts. Um, You know, so we can rely on those people for, uh, you know, assistance sometimes as volunteers at the festival, but also just um, to have some some other people come and uh, and enjoy the festival. Um, you know, what I would say on this Yellowstone pick was that I was pleasantly surprised with it. You know, I didn't really get to taste anything that day. And so uh, I tasted it when everyone else did when we finally got the barrel. Um, you know, Yellowstone, a, a, a newer place. Um you know, I think some of their stuff, this is a four-year-old now, um, early on, um, wasn't hundred percent sure about it. I tried this. I really liked it. I've become a fan of more of their stuff. Now we were all talking about their minor case rye earlier. I really enjoyed that one too, but also for people who haven't been to Yellowstone and done a pick, something that I, I thought was interesting. They do is you taste three barrels, but you actually taste those three barrels at three different proofs. Uh, which was kind of interesting. And um, as I watched everyone go through the selection, the same barrel was not picked at each different proof. And um, so they basically picked their favorite at each proof. Then they blinded those, picked their favorite overall. And that's how they ended up with this one. Yeah, they have a pretty good barrel guy there, right? Stephen Fonte. He's yeah, all right. Yeah. If, if you've ever met him, he is a character. He's he probably, character. Uh, I don't know. He's one of the best uh Best showman in the business, I think. So, yeah, he was just a guest of the Bourbon Road not too long ago. Yeah, we we did we did have a couple of their expressions on there. Now, this one in particular, this is a single barrel. Well, it's a single barrel, but uh, our group selected this one at one hundred nine proof. And, and what is the barrel proof of those whiskeys 
more or less. I mean, they're, they're, like, it's like 105. One. What, what would you say this one was? This one is 109. I want to say the the highest option was maybe 112 or 115, something like that. Yeah. I, I could be wrong, but but I think this was the middle proof that was offered. Yeah, it's got a little bit of like anise or licorice on it um, for some reason. Um, yeah, and actually, I uh, someone the other day said it was four years old, and I was like, no, it's got to be older than that. But it it is a four year old uh, bourbon. So, Renee, you guys got a bunch of new uh, distilleries coming this year, right? I was Absolutely. Looking through, I was looking through the website you guys got, which is just so much information on there this year compared to last year. I can tell there's been major improvements. Um, how many distilleries are total? We're at about 53 right now. Committed. And growing every day? I got a new one today. I'm excited about. So, well, Tell us who that new one is. Balcones out of Waco, Texas. Awesome. Well, that's the home of the world's largest pot steels. I think they're a little over four stories tall. Um, pretty amazing place. I've been there personally. Jim didn't get to go on I that. didn't get to go there. No. Yeah. Uh, in an old uh, warehouse, fire safe warehouse, one of the only uh, buildings to survive the Waco tornado in the early 1900s. Um, pretty amazing place. So, yeah, I was looking at your list. Uh, several of our family or guests that I see coming. Old Dominic out of Memphis, Tennessee. I'm I'm hoping Alex comes up with him. Um, that would be pretty awesome. Uh, a whiskey we just reviewed, Jim. Hard Truth is coming oh, from yeah. Indiana. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, hopefully they're bringing their Indiana rye, right? Yeah. I I'm did hoping, like the yeah. rye. Um. Might as well tell everybody this, but uh, our sponsor and for Bourbon on the Banks and going to be in our tent with us is Leaper's Fork. Um, April Weller Cantrell will be inside our tent pouring their whiskey. Um, you know, we love that. I see that that list is just is amazing. Obviously, you're going to have the big boys on there um, like Buffalo Trace and Jim Beam and Four Roses and Maker's Mark. Um but I seen horse soldiers coming. I'm really excited about I'm that. I'm excited about that. Um, they've already broken ground on their Kentucky distillery, but right now their whiskey comes out of Ohio. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know that comes out of Middle West, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty amazing. Um, the list just goes on and on and on. I'm just so Spirits of French Lake's going to be there. Bullet right here in Shelbyville. Jeff the Creed, obviously. Um, our Sponsor last year, Woodenville Whiskey Company, is going to be there. Um, is Ariel going to make it this year? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's a good deal. Minor Twin uh, Brewing Company, for those that drink beer, yep. is going to be there. And you Hit got it. some stuff for some wine drinkers too, right? We do. We have a, a handful of wineries, and our local liquor store is going to have several wine tastings as well. Awesome. So even if you don't yeah. drink bourbon – and you like to tag along with somebody who does, there's going to be beer, there's going to be wine, there's going to be other things to to sip on while you're there. That's good. Yeah. One of the best bourbon festivals I've been to, we've been to quite a few. Um, and I think Frankfurt, the location is just perfect right on the river. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. So that that area you have down there, Diane, that's uh, it's it can hold a lot of people. But is there going to come a point where it won't hold everybody? Are you going to grow? Are you going to continue to grow this? Are you going to try and keep it small? 
That's a really good question. I, I, I guess it, I have to report to a board, but to me, I really love the intimacy of the environment. Um, I, I think I'd rather see it extend to a second day than have more people. I don't envision like a, I keep saying a Lollapalooza of bourbon festivals. It's not about getting as many people there as possible. It's about keeping that, that experience of feeling like you actually get to talk to these distillers and you're not standing in line for an hour to get a sample. So, and, and we have this, it's a linear park, so we can expand in, in the other directions, like go down a little bit farther and, and make the footprint a little bit longer, which we're doing this year. We have to, but, um, and we have more, um, merchandisers coming as well, um, out of popular demand, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I, I think we'd add on a second day before we did cap it at more than 2000 people. Wow. You know, Diane, if we grow enough down that trail and down the river, we can actually bump right into Buffalo Trace. That's right. <laughs> It'd only take about another two or 300 distilleries <laughs> to get there, you know, 10 foot by 10 foot, but we could do it. Well, there's enough of distilleries in America to do that. Exactly. Uh, it's just getting, they say, what's that old saying? If you build it, they will come. Yeah. You know, I don't know. This might hold true for bourbon on the banks. <laughs> well, I mean, with 53 distilleries already going to be there, your average non-big chief is not going to be able to drink every one of those. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're going to be limited to probably 10 or so, 15 or so tastings, and your day's going to be done. <laughs> I don't see how you can go past that. But, Mike, you might get a few more than us in. I probably could. Um, we'll, we'll have plenty of bourbon at our tent, though. So. <laughs> Well, we expanded it this year too. It it's it starts at one and it goes until six. So you if you got an early access ticket, which we those were limited to three hundred, you have five hours. You can take a break, you can go shopping, get something to eat. You know, it's there is time to calm it down and then go for a second round. <laughs> to but, be to be honest, last year I might have had two or three pours that entire day. Um, and I know you, it was hard to get away and do anything. I don't think we left the, our lounge at all. It was just so slam packed, um, which is good for us. It, I'm not, not complaining in one bit, but I think I'd like to drink a little bit more whiskey that day. I think we are both our feet were hurting at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Our wise feet is hurt. Uh, <laughs> we, we almost all force fell asleep eating a steak that night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a it was a hard day, but it was a good day and one that we fondly talk about on the show uh, over and over again. I think we want we'd love to see a repeat this year. Uh, certainly, amp it up a little bit, take it to the next level. What, can you give us a little an idea what the whole weekend's about? I mean, what what the the whole weekend's more than just bourbon on the banks, right? It is. It's it starts on Friday. We've got um, the VIP. Reception and bourbon auction. We're super excited. This year we're featuring women in the industry. Um, it's limited to 250 tickets. You guys were there last year, right? For the auction? Yeah. So we had um, over 30 items. We had two or three charities. All, all the proceeds go to some kind of nonprofit. Uh, and all the bottles are donated. And I wish I had a list for you like I did last year, but we're doing we're we're cutting this tape a, a little bit earlier, so yeah. Uh, yeah. we don't have any actual commitments other than a big one that I want to make sure I mention. But um, Buffalo Trace has been the cornerstone of our auction even before there was a bourbon on the banks, and they've committed to providing some bottles. So they always do some wellers, some of the Weller family. 
sometimes a whole flight of the wellers, not necessarily, I'm, I'm not going to hold them to that, but, you know, the full proof to CYPB, some of that. And then they usually have a couple of the bottles of, from the antique collection. We don't know what we're going to get. It's, it's different every year. And then we always get something from Jim Beam. Um, last year we had an experience with O.H. Uh, Ingram, River H. Bourbon that just happened on the fly right there at the event, uh, went for $1,000. Um, so we're going to try to get some more experiences. And I think Diane's got some, uh, we might have, uh, what, a bourbon barrel or something? Oh, yeah, we're going to get all the women um, distillers and guests to sign that. But the big deal is, at the end, oh, we have an E.H. Taylor barrel pick. The whole experience, Buffalo Trace for seven or eight people to go over there. They lay out the red carpet for you, as they always do. And you go home, or you go home a couple of months later, with $190, 200 bottles of E.H. Taylor. Wow, yeah, not $192. No, not $192. $190, $200. We don't know how many bottles are in a barrel. And um, it will be exciting. Wow. Because it will... It would go for a pretty penny. Yeah, that you got to have some deep pockets for that. Yes. We've got people coming from all over the country for that already. I would think so. Man, yeah. what a what an experience to get to do a barrel pick at Buffalo Trace uh, for E.H. Taylor Barrel. It's just, Jim, you would freak out. I would. You? I would. <laughs> absolutely would. So you're going to bid on it? I, I don't know, man. But, I might have to work the rest of my days to pay it off. Yeah, you get that first. You get the first bid in one dollar. <laughs> Just get it started. Yeah, I'd feel good about that anyway. <laughs> it, it goes for a local charity called Yes Arts, and they deal with uh, using arts to help people overcome addictions and and to get stay busy and and to get involved in in other things in their life besides addictions. And um, so that's where the proceeds go. So every year they say. Well, let's put a reserve on this. And I just laugh at their reserve because it's like the first bid is higher than the reserve sure. every year. And I'm like, yeah, go ahead, put a reserve on if you want to. I'm not even worried about it. But, um, yeah, it, it'll be exciting. So how many people typically show up to or, or in the past have shown up to that Friday night auction? Two, two to three hundred. But this one's limited to 250. We've tried to make it a more special event more of more intimate intimate event and um so we've we've capped it at 250 it's at the kentucky history center and we're going to be inside for the auction this year right yes we are last year it was a little bit tough on me because i'm not that tall and i was on the same level as all the bidders and i couldn't see everybody and they got mad at me because i missed a bid or two i'm not gonna miss any bids this year because i'm gonna be up on the stage Um, i'm not i'm not gonna be as tall as mike (laughs) Even on the stage, but I'll, I'll be able to see everybody this year. Well, let's talk a little bit about this event. Now, last year, I remember, uh, you did a, a fantastic job putting that on. We had uh, about 10 or 12 different vendors out there, distilleries, mm-hmm. pouring samples in the garden. Yes. And you had a nice spread of food under the under the tent. And then the auction came a little bit later. But it was a good chance for a lot of the bourbon people to rub shoulders. And talked to some of the master distillers. I think Brent was walking around out there. There was a lot of good people walking around out there. Yeah, Pat Heiss was out there. Yeah, uh, Brent Elliott from Four Roses. Um, it's just amazing to see that 
they're just regular people there. Yep. They just want to talk about bourbon and have regular conversation. So if you if you want to be part of a special event, come out on Friday. This is the day before Bourbon on the Banks. Come out to the the auction event that night. Um, enjoy some pours of some, from some great distilleries. Enjoy some great food. We'll open the doors at five o'clock. Um, we're going to introduce all of our superstar guest uh, women. I think Jane Bowie from. Um, Master, uh, uh, Maker's Mark is going to be there. She's the uh, in charge of their innovation team. Um, and then the auction will start around 6 or 6.30. Auction will take about an hour, hour and a half. It's just according to how many auction items we get. We don't know how many we're going to get because it's all donated. And then um, we're done. And then you get to go on to the other events. We're, we're holding it earlier this year so that people can participate in the other events that are happening downtown. And I'll let Diane talk about, about that when – when y'all are ready. Well, let's let's go through that list of those women that are sure. going to be there talking. So Ashley Barnes, the co-founder and master blender of the Spirits Group, is going to be there. Jane Boyd, uh, Renee already mentioned her. Jennifer Brandt, the master blender at Luca Mariano Distillery, which they were there last year. I, I heard a lot of really great things out of that one. Uh, Victoria Edie Butler. I'm super excited about her. She's the master blender for Uncle Nearest. Um, and she's also... She's she's the only woman to have won. Okay, I got to read this to you because I think it's so cool. Um, it's Whiskey Magazine's American Icon of Whiskey Awards. She's the first female to win it, and she's won it twice in a row. Wow. And she's the only one to have won it twice in a row. So pretty cool there. Uh, Lori Karsik, is that? Lori Karsic, yeah. Thank you. Country Smooth. Yeah. yeah, founder and CEO of Country Smooth Spirits. Ariel John. And she is the development manager for Woodenville, which she was a part of your guys' tent last year, right? Yeah. Joyce Netherly, she's the founder and master distiller at Jeff the Creed. Uh, Peggy No Stevens, everybody knows Peggy No Stevens. She's master bourbon taster, but she's also got a book she'll be bringing. Um, we're super excited about that. And I'm, I'm working on a couple more ladies. I have not had any more commitments, but those eight ladies will definitely be there. So we're super excited. Well, that's excited. an all-star cast, no doubt about it. There's some great... Some great folks there. Um, so they're going to be there for the event on Friday evening. And yep. then that carries over to something else that follows. We've got Bourbon Street on Broadway brought to you by Expre Credit Union. Um, and it's a free event for the community, even though it's supposed to be. It says Bourbon Street. It's it's really a kid friendly event. We want families to come out and have a good time. Uh, we've got aerial artists and um, circus and fire and um, performers. It's it, music. It's just kind of a nonstop eye candy event. You, whoops, sorry about <laughs> you. Uh, it starts at six o'clock and it goes until about 1030. And um, there's going to be lots of food vendors out there. You can also, uh, you know, eat at the local restaurants that are right downtown it runs on uh, Broadway Avenue and St. Clair, and it's it's great. You'll come out of the VIP, and you can just walk right into it. It's literally a block away. And we're working on getting KSU Marching Band back again this year. Um, they believe they can commit. They're waiting on their football schedule. So Awesome. Uh, Amzie, um, so we're talking about restaurants. I'm not calling you out about being a big guy or nothing. But <laughs> oh, jeez. Where would you recommend people if they come into town Friday night uh, and they're not going to go at the VIP dinner event, where would you recommend they eat at? Yeah, so we've got a lot of great places uh, right there in downtown Frankfurt. We've got uh, Goodwood. 
Um, you know, some people are familiar with them being a brewery. Uh, they have a great restaurant there, uh, nice seating on the back porch that overlooks the Ohio River. You've got Bourbon on Main, another great restaurant right next to that. Uh, Serafini downtown, a little more of an upscale type um, environment. Um, Trifecta Barbecue is right there. Yeah, Trifecta Barbecue is great. Um, yeah, lots of good places downtown. Yeah. Um, what about Rick's White Light Diner? That's what I'm wondering about. Well, I think I don't, he's not open that closed. He closes it at three o'clock, I think. Oh, so. darn. Yeah. But also there, there are some great little places. Uh, Mortimer Bibbs, a little Irish bar, has some food. Um, we've also got the Cooperage, uh, not really food, but great place to stop and get a nice cocktail. And then as we've well. got the Mexican restaurant, uh, my fiesta. My fiesta. Mm -hmm. yep. And uh, almost all of these locations are participating in the pub stroll this year. It's the OH Ingram river aged pub stroll. Um, they're sponsoring it this year. And so if you go in and get a little selfie and take a little hashtag and post it, you'll have a chance to win tickets to next year's event. So it's kind of fun. So the pub stroll follows the bourbon on the banks event no the pub stroll is on friday it's on friday night yeah. okay i'm just yeah. making sure a lot of information coming at us here so we've got at five o'clock we've got the auction event starting yes it's going to finish a little bit earlier about eight o'clock yes okay and then we've got the pub stroll and and bourbon street on broadway which go on bourbon at the same time so you can okay. pop yes. into these different locations get a special drink made with uh oh river or O.H. Ingram River Age Whiskey, and and uh, yeah. Awesome. We, did, we did that last year, Jim. I had that white shirt on, and I got something on it, and I tried to wipe it off with a black napkin. <laughs> I remember that. It ruined your night. It Well, that shirt's like a <laughs> – make sure my wife's not listening. I think that shirt's like a $150 shirt, <laughs> and it ruined the shirt. I can't get that black stain out of it. We've tried – we had a really great time. Yeah, I mean, we just we planned on spending the entire weekend in Frankfurt. So, I mean, we built our entire weekend around Bourbon on the Banks. We did. You know, we got a place to stay. We planned our restaurants out. We knew which uh, pubs we were going to go to on the stroll. We enjoyed the uh, the auction event. We went to Bourbon on the Banks the next day. We made an entire weekend out of it. I think we stayed until Sunday around noon, didn't we? We did. So. I know there's got to be some breakfast places because the event doesn't start till one o'clock on Saturday. So where's the best best place somebody could grab a brunch or a breakfast at? Well, you mentioned Rick's White White Lightning, um, Kentucky Coffee Tree. Uh, let's see. A little bit of a uh, walk over to uh, South Frankfurt is the new bakery. Andy's oh, Andy's Bakery. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's great. Definitely. I guess people could really take a 15-minute drive and drive down to Millville and go to the stave if they wanted to. They can, yes. It would be a nice place to eat. Uh, I would recommend you make reservations, though, if you're going to try to go there on a Saturday. Uh, it gets quite busy between three distilleries right there. So, Well, you can walk down to the Kentucky River. Uh, I know uh, Anthony mentioned the Ohio River. Just catch yourself a catfish. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, there's a riverboat uh, grill. Yeah, I think they do breakfast. They, they do breakfast. That's really? a beautiful place to have breakfast. All right. Well, it sounds like some great ideas. Mike, I think we should probably take a short break here. Fill up our glasses with something new. Yeah. We think. Yes, sir. And yeah. when we come back, we'll have more about bourbon on the banks. Jim, you know what I've really been enjoying lately? Oh, you're going to tell me. 
some of that seldom seen farms maple syrup that's been aged in bourbon barrels. It is absolutely delicious, not only in a cocktail, but you can cook with it, right? You can. You absolutely can. Now, Mike, Kevin just sent me a new shipment, so I got a little bit more. And I've been making some beef jerky lately. Really? Yeah. Now, I know you're the meat master, (laughs) but but I I tried my hand at it. I said, you know, I want to make some beef jerky, and I've got a pretty decent beef jerky recipe, and it's got a little bit of soy sauce, a little bit of Worcestershire, a little bit of, you know, onion powder, garlic powder, those kind of things, but I always put brown sugar in it. Well, this time, Kevin sent me a bottle of his granulated maple sugar. Wow. And I decided that I was going to substitute the maple sugar for the brown sugar. Oh, game changer. Let me tell you. Total game changer. Total game changer. Some of the best beef jerky you've ever had. So I'm going to make another batch here in in about a week, and I'll be sure to get you some. Man, that that sounds delicious. Vivian took, and we just got an air fryer like most people got these days, right? And uh, she took and soaked fresh pineapple in that maple syrup and then put it in the air fryer and it kind of crisped up a little bit. Oh, sounds uh, good. It was just magically delicious. Um, and people probably wonder why we love it so much. Kevin competed in the maple festival uh, last year, 2021, and he was named grand champion. Um, that's saying something. So seldom seen farms grand champion. Of the 2021 Maple Syrup Festival. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's saying something. Yeah. You're going up against some heavy hitters in maple syrup. And I know we're, we're talking about just the syrup, but, um, you know, that's something to be proud of. Uh, hats off to you, Kevin, for winning that. Kevin's also uh, competing in a couple other competitions. Make sure you check out his website. Check out his social media on Instagram and Facebook. You won't be uh, disappointed. If you want to buy something, from him where can they go jim you can go to seldomseenmaple.com and kevin and his crew they've got a great website very easy to navigate they've got all their products on there you can buy their maple syrup by the bottle you can buy it by the case uh you can buy that sugar oh my goodness mike that stuff is so good uh, and they've got some other gift sets there too so you definitely want to check it out well he's also going to be in some distilleries pretty shortly here um, some distilleries from that I love and I know you love. He's going to be down Leaper's Fork. Um, you can find a syrup down there aged in their barrels. Treaty Oak down in Dripping Springs, Texas. Um, I was just out there. His syrup's going to be there. Awesome. Um, and at Garrison Brothers in Texas, if you think uh, you love some maple syrup, make sure you go into Garrison Brothers and pick up a bottle from them also. Uh, Kevin appreciated. Uh, I know he he loves people. You're supporting a local farmer, a local product, a small family. This is no factory place that's putting out maple syrup, right, Jim? This is a good man doing good work. Yeah, got to love it. Well, make sure you check out his site. Like Jim said, seldomseenmaple.com. Pick up a bottle today. All right, listeners, we are back, and we got the fine folks from Bourbon on the Banks in the house. Over here at Jep the Ben Farm. Woodrow, I had to put him up, Jim. He, he was getting wrapped up in cords. Well, we got a lot of cords here today. There's five people on the show. There's <laughs> microphones going everywhere. There's whiskey everywhere. There's glasses everywhere. We have to be careful not to knock stuff over. Yeah, yeah. He, he just gets too excited some days. Uh, but 
our glasses got filled up magically in the middle of the break. Um, what'd you guys pour for us? Well, this one is um, Frankfurt Bourbon Society. Once again, our uh, restoration rice single barrel pick from Castle and Key Distillery. Um, when they first opened, they let some people go out, pick some new make barrels. Um, this one was a little special for us. Uh, they said they wanted to support some some local groups. And uh, this one, when we first tasted it, was about a year and a half old. It's four and a half years old now. Um Honestly, at a year and a half old, I was ready to buy a bottle of this one. And I think it's just gotten better every year. Awesome. Well, I'm ready to check it out. What's the proof on it? This one is uh, 112.9 proof. Awesome. It's got a little earthy nose on it, uh, as most rye's do. It's candy sweet. It is candy sweet, Mike. You got that all right on the nose. This one's kind of... Um it's got that dripping syrup candy sweetness that you get. Now, I don't remember what the rye content is on this. Yeah, I don't know if they listed. I, I don't think they're a really high rye. I want to say from memory, maybe like 60 something percent rye. I yeah, believe. so there's some corn content in this, but you're not getting any of that corn sweetness. That's kind of aged out of it already, which is good. This has got that. If you took a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> and left it in a hot sun and melt and you could eat it. This is what that is right here. Mm-hmm. You know, I like this. I think I get um I get rye from this one. It tastes like a rye whiskey mm-hmm. and I like when rye whiskey tastes like rye. But also I do sometimes get some fruit from this one, some dark fruits and things like that. Yeah, I think you're hitting it on the nose there. I'm getting a little bit of uh kind of raisin, but at the same time I'm getting anise. Anise and raisin together, mm-hmm. which is kind of a nice nice pairing. I don't think everybody think would think that. <laughs> you don't think so? Whis- don't. Whiskey nerds is like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Diane, what do you think? I think I'm overthinking it. That's what I think. I, I just got my little bourbon steward um, title well, from the basement Rick House, and I, I got my little wheel of all these different flavors and stuff, and I'm I'm I I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, I, I can't even pinpoint anything now. You're saying things. I'm like, yeah, I can agree with that. And I I really thought I was going to win this contest about describing bourbons tonight because it's a contest, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so did they tell you the first thing to decide is whether or not you like it, right? Oh, I love this bourbon. I yeah. love this bourbon. So that's, Absolutely. So- I'm, a, I'm a huge rye fan and I'm a, a huge Castle and Key fan too. I got to admit, so we got two big Rye fans in the house, at least. Can I yes. hear three, four? Yeah. I'll tell you what. I like Rye. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a bourbon snob. I don't have to have bourbon all the time. I'll go with a Rye whiskey, and this is one of my go-tos. I have already purchased several bottles of this from the Bourbon Society. Uh, I may be our number one buyer, actually. I'm not sure. So you still have a few bottles of this left? Uh, we still have some bottles left. Um, we have about 39 40 wow. bottles left. So if somebody wanted to go online and sign up today. They could join the Frankfurt Bourbon Society at uh, frankfurtbourbonsite.com. And then once they're a member, they could go to the store and they could buy a bottle. Right they online. Buy, they could buy all 39, right 39 bottles if they wanted to. Uh, there's not a limit right now. That's right. correct. <laughs> we usually limit right at the beginning sometimes to make sure all our members have a chance. But it's been out there a couple months, so... No Better way. hurry up before Diane gets over and yeah, buys them all yeah, up. Yeah. I bought several already. Diane, I was going to tell you, 
you know, you got your nice bourbon wheel. My <laughs> bourbon wheel looks like a flat tire on I-64. That's what my bourbon wheel looks like. You guys, your descriptions are way better. I mean, you have nothing on this bourbon wheel. I'm telling you right there. You know, I, I think I've just enjoyed this rye so much that I've tried it a few times because normally I'm that person. You hand me a glass and uh, I nose it and I think it smells like whiskey. And then usually I taste it and I think it tastes like whiskey as well. That's, those are usually my descriptors. So don't don't be intimidated by uh, the, the flavor <laughs> wheel. <laughs> well, just I think the best thing to do is to, like I said, first determine whether or not you like it. And once you've done that, half the battle's over, right? That's the rest right. of it is, does it remind you of anything? Does it remind you of anything you've had before? Anything picking, you know, under your mind? Does it remind Big you? Big red gum a little bit. Yeah, actually, that's a go. good note. I like that. I like that a lot. That, that's that's a big chief call right there. And, that, and you know what? And, and somebody and somebody you're describing, you're taking take a drink of that whiskey. You know, I really like this. It tastes like big red gum. That tells somebody that's listening to you a lot, right? And if, if you don't know what big red chewing gum is, shame on you. <laughs> yes. I have yes. to say, there's a lot of notes we call out that people don't know what they are, right? What, like whorehound? Well, the ones that date us. You know, that say how old we are. Like, you know? like whorehound. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, I was down in Tennessee at the Hermitage, which most people probably don't know what the Hermitage is, but it's uh, Andrew Jackson's uh, farm down there. Old Hickory. Old Hickory. Yes, sir. And uh, Viv's like, Mike, there's a whorehound bush right there. That's a whorehound bush. And I was like, dang, sure is. If I could have pulled that sucker up out of the ground right there, there are people watching, though. I think they might have got upset if I just start pulling trees out of the ground. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is, a, this is a great rye. I have to say I agree with you guys completely. This is an excellent bottle. You're very lucky to have chosen a bottle young in its life and have it turn out this, this nice. So congratulations on that. I would love to add one of these to my bar, maybe one of these super, days. Super well, we might, yeah. we might be able to do that somehow. I don't know, twist some arms or something. I don't know. Who <laughs> knows like what's going to happen in the future, Jim? Who knew? Who knows? <laughs> do we have any fortune tellers in the house? <laughs> <laughs> so, Diane, tell me what it's like to put on an event the size of Bourbon on the Banks. I mean, it must take an awful lot of your time. It does, but I love it. I love every bit of it. I, I like. I pride myself in in the fact that I, I spend a lot of time and and take the time to answer phone calls personally and 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 deal with attendees and my distilleries and my my volunteers and it it takes a village to put it on. I couldn't do it by myself, but I I, I do. I'm a bit of a control freak, freak so it, it fits me perfectly as far as it kind of needs that, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it kind of needs that. And and do you actually start right after one year's over? Do you start on the next year right away? I, I do. I mean, I, I, you there's a, a lot of vacation, right? Well, first off, you have to get your surveys out right away to get feedback. And I think that's really important to improve the event and, and to figure out what needs to be tweaked here and there. Um, and I'm, I'm always ready to keep going. And my board is like, can we just stop for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> is that true guys? <laughs> well, um, you know, we are volunteers. We, we do need a break. Right. But, uh, a lot no. of it I can do without them, but you know, they, they, they're awesome. The board's wonderful. They, they trust me, I think to do what needs to be done and, and I, they show up for the board meetings and they give me what I need. It, 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 it is hard to get Diane to take a break. Um, 
but also I do not think we would have the success we've had with the festival without Diane. I agree. I agree. 100%. I agree. I, you know, I have to concur with you guys. Uh, and I know she doesn't take a break because I get uh, some texts from her uh, saying, hey, what, what do you think? And I'm like, eh, just, you know, I give her my thought process on it stuff. But I've also dropped her name to several other people that are either thinking about having a festival or um, trying to improve their own festival. Even last year, um, we're at Bourbon on the Banks. And I saw some fine folks from the Kentucky Bourbon Festival walking around. I was like, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, we want to see how they're doing things here and see if we can improve Kentucky uh, Bourbon Festival. So kudos to you guys. Um, and, uh, you know, you got to have somebody's got to be the leader, uh, you know, for everything. And that that's you, Diane. I guess. <laughs> well, let's, let's put it this way. If Diane walks out the door, I'm going with her. Yeah. Well, don't leave, Diane. We, we that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I know. My goodness. That well, is a lot of pressure. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. It's great. I, I enjoy it. As long as I enjoy it, I'll keep doing it. So. so we had the first bourbon on the banks was in 2019. Yes. That's correct. And then 2020 yeah. was kind of a bust, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. In 21, that was pretty great. We enjoyed it. Was it was great. So yeah. you took a year off, but it gave you time to really think about what you wanted to do, right? Yeah, and we learned a lot in that off year when because we started planning in 2020, but we just had to cancel, and um, we did have to take some of the lessons that we learned about planning to put on a festival during a pandemic, and you know we were able to tweak the event to make it work with our VIP. That's why it was all outside in a tent and things like that worked out well. But we still um, we had a 27 percent increase in attendees, which we were pretty proud of. We went from 45% of our attendees being from out of state to 55% last year, which um, I love that we're drawing people from around the country into Frankfort, Kentucky, of all places, you know, and why not? Because it's the heart of urban country. So we're, we're playing on this year. We're, I'd love to get every state represented. It's kind of a goal of ours, but um, we're still missing just a small handful of states. You know anybody in Utah? Well, I know we have <laughs> listeners in all 50 states and 40 countries, so maybe we can get some international people here, too. Well, Utah listeners, you heard it here first. <laughs> you need to come to Kentucky. Go ahead and just book your flights right after you listen to this episode. Well, heck, just pause it and go ahead and get your flights. I'll give them, I'll give them two free tickets if they want to come from Utah. That's, that's pretty amazing. Anybody from Utah, Diane, how much are the tickets worth? Uh, for general admission, it's $65. $65 tickets. Two $65 tickets for you coming from Utah. So reach the out to the Bourbon Road, right? Yeah. Heck yeah. I got I got uh, Diane on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take care of you. Well, we'll get Utah in the house, and, and, and we'll get those Utah people to stop by our, our Bourbon Road Lounge, and we'll treat them extra special when they get there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about that. You know, what kind of – you sent surveys out. Um. What do people say about the Bourbon Road Lounge? Oh, they loved it. They loved it. Now, did you two guys, did you get to come and stop by and see us last year? I watched you from across the road. I had a episode and I drank zero whiskey at the event. Oh, and I was uh, so disappointed. So Diane's going to let me enjoy it again this year because I did not get a chance 
to enjoy it at all. But I watched your tent and it was packed and people were having a good time. Unfortunately, I couldn't taste the whiskey at all that day. <laughs> oh, man. That's horrible. It was so sad. It was, it was sad. It was a sad day. <laughs> he requested to not have to volunteer that day of, and he worked his butt off all the way around it, and then he couldn't even taste it. And, Amber, you, you were working last year, right? Yeah, I, I was. You know, it's kind of hard for me to not be working and be on the board. I feel like I need to. Now, I may occasionally sneak off and have a little sample here or there. And, and I did walk through your tent, I think – maybe before the festival even opened or right as it opened. Um, yeah, I think it kind of stole the show. And uh, I wonder if everybody will try and have some kind of lounge this year. Yeah. Well, I welcome them to, you know, because uh, rising tide raises all ships. And That's it'll right. just make the festival even better, won't it? Mm-hmm. We believe that And very we much. certainly hope that the, all the roadies who missed it last year, and, and we, I think we had 150 roadies last year. Was it? Sign up, I think. Yeah, 150 new roadies sign up, but yeah. we had – our tent was full of people that we knew and had listened to the show and were, were listeners of the show. And uh, we'd love to see that double this year. Just well, what I'd like to see people wear, Jim, is either that bourbon bullshit or T-shirt to bourbon on the banks. So you could go ahead and pre-buy that now. Or our bourbon road black shirt, if you don't want to mm-hmm. rock the profanity shirt. <laughs> uh, go ahead and order that now and we'll see you in it. Um, and then we'll know you automatically. And that's that's automatic. Free admission to the Bourbon Road no. Bar. Oh. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so we have two bars in the Bourbon Road Lounge. We mm-hmm. have the we'll have the uh, uh the sponsor bar, which is gonna be uh Leaper's Fork Distillery. Yep. And they'll be pouring all day long. And then we're gonna have the Bourbon Road Bar. Yeah, we both uh you know, I, I gotta say distilleries have treated us very well this past year and i'm sure more distillers will treat as well and we like to share those bottles that nobody else can get they haven't seen before introduce you to things that we get to try um our bars are just overflowing with whiskey Uh, i don't know if i could get any more i think it was almost a thousand bottles this year that's a lot of bottles yeah that's a lot of whiskey so, but you guys have some pretty kick-ass shirts amzie's wearing a new one this year um, it was voted on. It was voted on. That's yeah, the we had that's several the designs, one. and that was the winner. I like it a lot. I think that uh, that's that's a great choice. I think your people who voted on it picked to go. I didn't see the others. Oh, these are from. Yep, these are from twenty uh, twenty one, and they're still available this year. They are so. okay. Um, I like them. I like that one better. Th- <laughs> these will be at the event. That one you have to actually order from the website. Okay. At the merch store. And the website is? Bourbononthebanks.org. We can't say that enough, right? Let yeah. Know. Yeah. So you got the VIP dinner. You still have tickets available for that or auction. We do. Um, we've sold, uh, we sold over 20% without even launching that event. So um, if you're wanting to go, I would suggest getting those tickets sooner rather than later. There's only 250 and we are at uh, 26% sold. So. And it just launched last week. So, okay. So, yeah. so the price of the ticket? Those are $100 a piece. You're not going to walk away hungry. You're going to get to sample a lot of really good bourbons um, and be a part of a really exciting auction. Yeah. And, and I, it was very, um, I, I remember from last year, it was very intimate. Yep. Even though you had a couple of hundred people there, it was still very intimate. You were on a one on one with, um, key people in the industry uh, those 
working, you know, with the, with the Frankfurt Bourbon Society, with Bourbon on the Banks, and also the distilleries. Uh, you had a lot of media personnel there, and they were out and about, and they were shaking hands and talking to people. Well, let's, let's talk about those folks that are going to be there uh, besides us, right? Um, it's basement, bourbon, it's yeah. bourbon Night's going to be there. Yeah, and right? um, Basement Rickhouse will be there. Logan and Mac. Yeah. From the, they're the TikTokers. Um, and then what about Bourbon Life's going to be there also? Our good fun friend, Mark Rucker, and ourselves. Yeah. You, you got it covered. The I best think. of the best. Well, we like to think that, that Mark's, he's great. <laughs> we love our social media partners. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. You know, again, you know, we, we like, um, we, we do episodes with other people. We've been on yeah. Mark's show. Yeah. Um, we've certainly been on uh, a couple of other podcasts. I think we'd we'd like to do something with uh, um, Bert Basement Rickhouse. Yeah, we're actually going oh, to sure? one of their events uh, this Wednesday. It was going to be fun to see them do a barrel barrel pick release their barrel pick. Uh, if you haven't seen them on TikTok, check them out. They're funny. They got some great history going on. A husband and a wife that made an amazing. Uh, are in their basement uh you you just got to see it um pretty fun and then it's bourbon night you know chad and sarah yeah giants in the industry they are they've been doing it a long time in fact you know i got my uh inspiration from them so i have to give them credit where credit is due yeah so and check, they've, yeah check they've been with bourbon on the bank since the very beginning yeah they they were there in 2019 and they've come back every year so and then obviously we're going to be there this year at bourbon on the banks with the Bourbon Road Lounge. Um, we got a good friend, Rhett, that's making us some furniture to put inside of our uh, lounge. Um, we got our bar. Same size tent? Same size Same size tent. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you weren't like, going overboard. <laughs> well, Ringling Brothers had a, a tent that they needed to get rid of. No, no. <laughs> Diane would kill me, I think. She'd be like, what are you doing? Well, we got to bring in a crane to, to put this thing up, Diane. <laughs> Yeah, we had trouble getting two trucks in there last year, much less yeah, a crane, yeah. Mike. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll just going to be an amazing event. Uh, I like being tired at the end of the event. Um, I love seeing 2,000 whiskey nerds come through uh, and uh, say hi, try to give us hugs and drink whiskey with us. I just, it, it's an amazing event. I can't wait to see this year's October 1st. Um, there's an event after though, right? There sure is. It's the Goodwood after party. And this year we've got a live band coming. Um, we just decided who it is and it's two lovely ladies who, one of the gals, her name is Audrey. Oh my gosh. McLaughlin. She was on season six of the voice. Um, she's pretty phenomenal. And then Taylor Hughes, uh, they're going to put on a pretty decent show. I'm pretty excited about. So awesome. So the Goodwood after party and man, it's just a full weekend. I mean, it just starts Friday at dinner time and just goes all, all the way through until past bedtime. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We're really lucky. Uh, we've got uh, happy trails this year, again, helping with transportation. Um, very soon we're going to have them up on the website. So you can make a phone call. If you're staying at a hotel, you can call them up. It's literally Five bucks to get you down to the event and five bucks to get you back to your hotel and you schedule it now so that it's all taken care of. You can leave your car. You don't have to worry. I mean, for 10 bucks, you're getting a ride to and from the event. And it doesn't matter if you're going to the after party or if you want to go home at six o'clock. You can just 
Take care and of that, it. And that doesn't just include the downtown area. That includes greater Frankfurt out towards the interstate right. as well. And if, if she needs to take you to, to Lexington or the surrounding area, it'll be a little bit more. But she's so reasonable and she's just she works with us. And it's it's a great, great opportunity. We don't have Uber and Lyft um, as reliable as you might want to see in <laughs> in a town. So we do have Happy Trails helping us. And I've got um, Uber and Lyft drivers from Lexington that are working for her that night. So. They know how to get you there and get you home. That's awesome. Mike, I'm, I'm getting so excited. We already got our rooms. Yeah, we, I, we didn't get rooms. We got houses. <laughs> okay. We already got our VRBOs. Or our, yeah. And, yeah. And so we're all set. We plan far in advance. I highly recommend that our listeners um, start planning now. I know it's just now the end of June, but October 1st will come pretty quick. And, and you know, to get a place to stay without paying an arm and a leg for it, it's better to get early on it. Yeah. We have several hotels that are that have special rates just for Bourbon on the Banks people. So when you call, it's th- those lists are on the website. Just let them know that you're there for Bourbon on the Banks, and they'll give you a great deal. Awesome. Or they could just stay over the Renee and Amsey, right? <laughs> hey. <laughs> you, well, you, you know, know last, <laughs> last year, I, I live five miles away from the site. I uh, stayed downtown. Um yeah, and, and it was great. Actually, hung out with uh, probably a few other bourbon roadies. I believe I had a hotel room across the street that, as I mentioned, you all was the weirdest hotel room ever. Had a conference table with about twelve chairs, which was great for some uh, some <laughs> bottle bottle sharing. I mean, my uh, goodness, how you couldn't ask for better than that? You no, twelve yeah, chairs yeah. and a conference table. And <laughs> yeah. That's how we do it in yeah. Frankfurt. <laughs> well, it is a state capital, so mm-hmm. you know there's a little bit of business that goes on there. So you got to imagine that. But the, it, how responsible was that of you to understand? Hey, I'm going to be consuming alcohol. Uh, number one, bourbon on the banks has set up uh, rides for people. Uh, $10. $10 beats a DUI any day. Heck yeah. Um, or worse. Or worse, yeah. Or you hurt somebody mm-hmm. or kill somebody. Um, so, you know, we're always promoting uh, responsible drinking. Um, you know, we always have a plan when we go somewhere. So uh, we hope listeners out there, you coming. Make sure you plan way ahead. Like Jim said, get your hotel room, get your ride set up. Uh, don't call Big Chief that night. Um, <laughs> I'll probably be trying to hydrate my liver. And don't bring any bourbon. There's going to be plenty of bourbon there, right? Yeah, ain't that funny how that works? I still people don't bring bourbon to my I house. Still bring bourbon. Still bring bourbon. Still bring bourbon. <laughs> well, we're selling bottles this year too. We probably should mention that. The, God dang, you're selling bottles there this year. We sure are. The thanks to House Bill 500, the uh, Kentucky distilleries are allowed to sell bottles at festivals. And for the out of state, we're teaming up with Capital Sellers here in um, Frankfort, Kentucky, and. They're going to set up a tent and they are going to do their darndest to try to acquire as many of the out-of-state distilleries Uh bottles to sell on site as well. So, and I'm working right now trying to get a bottle bag sponsor. Um, So I can't say that who it is until I get a verification, but hopefully we'll be able to hand you out a bottle bag if you're interested in buying bottles so that you're carried around with you. Right? Yeah. So you've got 53 distilleries. You're not full up. I mean, if somebody else calls you right now, if we've got a one of our uh, guests that have been on in the past, one of our distilleries is listening to the show and they think, I might want to do this thing. You want to reach out to you? You got room for more? Yes, yeah, I can definitely talk to them and 
and make it happen. What's kind of the deadline? If they're just kind of on the fence, they're not sure, what would you say kind of as a cutoff date for them? We really, uh, you know, we need to start, especially because we're getting bigger, we need to sit down and look at our logistics plan and make it make it happen. I have a great guy that does our logistics for us. I would say um, August 1st is probably about a good deadline. Not Not October 1st. Sorry, not well. Actually, you know what? September first. I'm going to push it to September first. We could make it happen until then. You can make probably. it happen. Like I said, our our park. We can expand longer. We can go longer in each direction. We can probably fit them in. But you know, realistically, we have to we have to get it all mapped out well in advance to make everything. So a distillery, distillery would need to come in with enough bottles to pour, some sort of a tent and a table, and mm-hmm. a couple of chairs for their people there. Is there any cost for distilleries to come in? There is not a cost for distilleries to come in. And they are allowed to sell uh, merchandise if they would like. We ask that they have people to pour in to talk about the product and someone else to sell the merchandise, obviously. But yeah, it's... That's awesome. We try to take care of them. We don't want to keep out a little distillery or somebody small because of a vendor fee. There's some pretty good ones out there. We might have to talk to our friends down at Dueling Grounds, see if they want to come up. That's some pretty good whiskey down there. Have you had it? I believe I've had some of their stuff before. Yeah. I see my eyeball on a bottle up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it kind of surprised us, too. <laughs> that really bottle good. up there, I wouldn't say it right now, but if there was, if they could mass produce that, that would have been bourbon of the year for this year for us. I, and we're still early in the year, but it's that good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Surprising because, you know, they do make their own whiskey and they do it in that very small place down there. So hats off to them. Great job. But little distilleries like that, that need a little light shined on them, you know, that are doing good work uh, that need a, need a, need a step up to get their, get the word out to the public. That would be great to have somebody like that show up at your event. So, so is there anything that we've forgotten to bring up here today? Probably Community Trust Bank. They're our title sponsor, and we could not do this without them. We we are very indebted to Community Trust. Are they paying for the porta potties? <laughs> Actually, the city covers the porta potties. Really? You know, the city of Frankfurt is a huge sponsor. They they um they support us, and they they take they carry um, the manpower that it takes to put on these events is huge. So they also give us the stage and they they take care of us. They support us and the community trust bank, they not only do they obviously our title sponsor, but they help with the VIP. They come out and do the money for us so that we're not having to do all They're that on stuff. Board, They're uh, on our board. They're on our board. John Center is the president of Bourbon on the Banks, and uh, Billy Dollins is also on the board. And so they're they got they have money in the game. They also have their skin in the game too, literally. So sure. Now, as in the future, um, you know, let's say next year because we're talking about could it get bigger? You know, could it be two days? Could it expand out from where it's at? Could we see bourbon on the banks doing some barrel picks maybe in the future? We're hoping to do one this year. Tell them, Amzie. Yeah, that's something we're working on one right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm certain we're going to have one this year. And so uh, just trying to finalize a few things there and uh, trying to see if we can get something special from the distillery as well. Yeah, we're going to an event. We won't, we'll talk about that another time because it's another event, but 
kind of interesting because they have a, a premium ticket that comes with a bottle, which is kind of cool, right? I mean, that hopefully you could do something like that. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, we we are. You know, we want something we can charge a premium for because this is a fundraiser. You know, we're trying to help some local local charities and things like that, and um, you know, it's a little easier to charge a premium depending on what's in the bottle. Sure, so. absolutely. Well, we probably should talk about that. I was going to say, yeah. With the, with the proceeds. So, uh, Diane, I'll let you cover the ones that I don't. But so um, in the past, we have offered scholarships to the Kentucky State University fermentation distillation program that they have. And then um, this year, we decided that we will offer scholarships for that. So we, we actually created a scholarship program that we're going to administer and actually give the funds directly to students as opposed to just giving the money to the university to disperse out. We're going to kind of do that in-house. And then we're going to open it up to Franklin County students that want to take a certified uh, secondary school, college level course in fermentation or distillation at any university whether it's Kentucky State or not. So somebody coming to Kentucky State, they can apply for a scholarship. Or if they're a Franklin County graduate that wants to take a program at, say, Midway College or University of Louisville or University of Kentucky, because almost all of them have some kind of program mm -hmm. now. And uh, then, uh, Diane, uh, tell them about the, I think we agreed, the White Oak program. Yep, the White Oak Initiative. It's dedicated to the sustainability of the white oak which is the primary wood used for our, our bourbon barrels so right? it's something that people don't really think about but with all the barrel production that's going on it must put a, a big demand on the forest right? right so this is meant to try and help preserve that absolutely and yeah. and when you think about it, it has to be a virgin white oak barrel do you know how long it takes a white oak to grow to, no, to I reach much. It's 80 years. I was about to, I was about to get you there. 80 <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs> Do you know how many barrels they can make from one of these 80 year old trees? No. Three. Oh my goodness. So she, she's paying attention to that bourbon steward class. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the one that shocked me, you know, so it is a big deal and it takes planning, lots of planning in advance. So it's, so anyway, they work with the American forest foundation and the forest service to teach the sustainability of the trees. Um, and what I love is that some of their biggest supporters are Sazerac and Jim Beam and some of these distilleries. I mean, that's, I love to be a part and, and be a part of those supporters have our name on that list. I think it's, it says a lot about who we are. We don't, yeah. you know, we're aware of this industry. Gosh, and it's exploding too. I, when you think about the direction that we're going, although I did learn that back in, we're nowhere near like the explosion that's happening now is nowhere near what it was when our, you know, our dads were drinking bourbon. Have you heard that? Yeah. I mean, we, 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 if you ever go to Castle and Key and look at the size of their stills, you can just see how big it was back then. Right. I right. mean, it was amazing. They said the average, a 15-year-old man, because that's what you were at 15 back then, uh, consumed 18 gallons of whiskey a year. That's a lot of whiskey. Now, Mike yeah. and I might be getting close, <laughs> but, but we're doing, you know, how many podcasts a year? Yeah, that's a lot of whiskey. A lot of whiskey. You look at distilleries, uh, a historical distillery like Nelson Greenbrier uh, down in Tennessee, 
they were producing more whiskey back then than Jack Daniels, I think, produces today. Yeah, so we got behemoth um, distilleries yeah. today, right, making a lot of whiskey, but it's nothing compared to what was produced in the eight in the late 1800s, 1890, 1880s. Unreal. Because you had every adult male, 15 we, or older, we didn't have drinking much 18 gallons a year. Teetotalers. Yeah. Uh, teetotalers. <laughs> we didn't have much. We had 15-year-old men back then that, you know, they go out and work all day and then they come home and. You know, you didn't have a bottle of Motrin. You had a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. The pharmaceutical industry wasn't as far yeah, along. And yeah. you, you had to have something to cure what ails you. Yeah. So. That back pain from holding that plow up all day long, you might have to have a little uh, snort of whiskey. And over the year, that's 18 gallons. That's 18 gallons. That's, that's a lot. That's, that's a more lot. than three five-gallon buckets. You know where I learned that? Man. You know where I learned that number from? You guys ever seen the movie Neat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's where that's I learned that from. Pretty pretty inter- interesting yeah. stuff, though. So the White Oak Initiative is one of our beneficiaries. And then we've got the Bluegrass Foundation, which is, it's kind of neat. It's more of a local thing where we could put our money. And as we have special um, projects that we'd like to see done to help, whether it's the park where we put on our event, it needs new signs or it needs something, we can apply that money to specific things in the park through that foundation. Or if it's something that's going to benefit our tourists, whether it's wayfaring signs or a kiosk or something, we can apply it to that. And the goal with that fund um, is, is to do anything that improves the experience of our people who live in Frankfurt in the downtown area or people who visit downtown frankfurt so that includes our people who come to bourbon on the banks yeah well there you go it's a great it's a great um thing that you guys are doing something for the community uh with the proceeds that come from this great event and you know people certainly appreciate that they love to see that happen mike do you think we might be able to get them to give a little something away this time i don't know we might be able to we just keep them here until they give us something, <laughs> just something. that's fine you got lots of bourbon we'll stay here so we already have one lucky listener that's going to get from Utah. From Utah, yeah. That's going to get free admission to the Bourbon on the Banks. Yeah. So you just make sure you reach out to Mike or I. We'll tell you at the end of the show how to do that. And we'll make sure Diane gets your information so that the, she can get her Utah people in like she wants. So, Diane, what do you what do you say? What do you got for our listeners out there? Well, I think we definitely need to start with two tickets, right? But heck, yeah. Because who wants to go alone? Well, you, you got to bring another whiskey drinker with right. you, or wine drinker, or beer drinker. Yeah, absolutely. And we we can probably do a couple of t shirts, right? Awesome. And, but if you come, you have to wear the t shirts, and and we'll hook you up with a couple of hats. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And some, what did we say? say maybe some sample glasses. Yeah. That's some some coasters for and those some glasses. coasters that for when like you get home, so you don't nice stay basket. in those pretty tables of yours. Awesome, awesome. Well, listeners, this is how you're going to win this, right? Uh, first off, you got to follow Bourbon on the Banks on Instagram and on Facebook. We really appreciate that. Um, you got to follow us. You probably already follow us though, so not a big ass there, right? Um, but what we'd really like you to do on the day of this release on Instagram, from the time I post it till nine o'clock at night because that's what time i gotta go to bed because i'm an old man um but what we'd like you to do is comment on that post um hashtag bourbon on the banks and then tag three people in your comments we'd really appreciate it at that nine o'clock hour um do a little randomizer jim uh-huh pick a winner yep 
I'll give the winner's name, all their information to Diane, and they'll ship them something out. Absolutely. Well, make sure you get uh, you get yourself on that contest that day. Would be great to have you come by and visit us at the Bourbon Road Tent. You and those people from Utah. I tell you what, whoever <laughs> wins that gym, yeah, if they come to the event, they get their tickets to get in. They can come to the Bourbon Road Lounge. We'll give them a Bourbon Bullshitter T-shirt that day. Oh wow! Bonus, bonus, bonus. Awesome. But you got to come to the event to get the T-shirt. I mean that that's. We want to make sure they're getting to meet everybody. Uh, Jim, I'd like to say that if you come to the event, you know, make sure you stop by the Bourbon Road Lounge, obviously. Um, but if you see Diane, Amzi, or Renee walking around, stop by, shake their hand, and, and give them a big thank you uh, for putting on this great event, um, introducing people to um, the capital of Kentucky in a right way with some whiskey. I mean, that, there's not a better way to be welcome to Kentucky. Is there? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, Diane, how can people find out more about bourbon on the banks? Okay. So they've done listen to this episode. They go off and do their thing. Uh, they want to come back later and try to figure it all out. What's the best thing to do? Go to bourbononthebanks.org. We just, it's filled with all the information you need. It's got every event. It's got the ticket access. It's got, um, it's shortly, it will have, you know, a place to schedule your ride to the event. And so it's all there. Urbanonthebanks.org. And, and if they, and if they follow you on Facebook or Instagram, they'll get updates all the time about yeah, what's going absolutely, on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And once they buy their tickets, we, we give them, you know, updates on, on stuff going on the day of and everything too. Awesome. Frankfurt Bourbon Society. You guys are a big part of this, too. How can people find out more about that? Well, again, go to the web, frankfurtbourbonsociety.com, and uh, learn a little bit more about us. We've been around for five years, 2017. We get about 240 uh, members right now. We do a bunch of barrel picks a year uh, with Mr. Amsey's guidance. Amsey is the president of Frankfurt Bourbon Society now. So uh, we'd love to have some more members. We actually have some members that want to get on and in on the barrel picks that aren't from Frankfurt. We actually have members in other states. Uh, we're not trying to grow our membership in other states, but, I mean, it does happen. Yeah, also you can find us as far as social media, just Facebook. Um, that's about as technologically advanced as we get. Um, the other thing I would like to say is barrel picks. That's something a lot of people would like to do. Frankfurt Bourbon Society, we do not have a tasting panel or anything like that that picks those. We normally send one board member and um, send out an email and our other members who are interested in going on the barrel pick sign up and we run that through a randomizer. So great chance to awesome. be able to go on a barrel pick. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I know what you're going to ask, Jim, but I got to give a shout out to our listeners in Poland today. Um, <laughs> All right, Poland. Yeah. Nice. Poland, we made us the number one spirits podcast in Poland this past week. Uh, we're also number one bourbon podcast or spirits podcast in Australia and Hong Kong. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> Love That's our members in Australia and Hong Kong. Yeah. You, you got to say thank you to everybody in those three nations. Uh, we really appreciate you listening to us. Hang with us and stuff. You never can tell. We might pop up in your country. 
I'm definitely wanting to get out down under sometimes. So, yeah, 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 for sure. We might even have a uh, another Australian whiskey on pretty shortly in a yeah. future episode. Uh, so, listeners, uh, stay tuned for that. We're pretty excited about it. Um, always liking to drink some other countries' whiskey out there, kind of compare it to what we got here in America. Absolutely. Well, we really appreciate you guys coming on the show today, telling us all about bourbon on the banks. I would have to say our listeners have. Uh, have definitely put a something in the back of their mind that they need to be thinking about that October the 1st. I hope they don't sit on it too long. I hope they go ahead and start making their reservations and get their tickets. Um, things can fill up quick. Tickets can. can sell out quick. And specifically for that event on Friday evening, um, 250 tickets won't last long. No. And it, it, Jim's going to buy that barrel whiskey. I know he, <laughs> I know he is. I wish I could. I wish I could. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for being on the show. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you coming out to Jeff the Ben Farm and sitting down and sharing your whiskey with us. It's such a great time to sit down with good friends, share whiskey, and talk about bourbon in general. Thank you so much. Thank, thank, thank you very thank much. You. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Mike, where can people find us? Well, you know, we're all over the place. We're more just, uh, we're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitter. Heck, I don't even know where else we're going to be. We're going to be at Bourbon on the Banks. Uh, We'll be at several other events this year, too. So uh, make sure you're checking us out, checking out our social media. Uh, The main place you can find us, though, is on our private Facebook group called the Bourbon Roadies. bunch of whiskey drinkers in there that just uh, like to have a good time. Three easy questions to get in that group. Um, are you 21? Do you like bourbon? Hell, who doesn't like bourbon? I, I bet I could get somebody to like bourbon if you don't like it. Um, and then do you agree to play nice? Cause we don't tolerate any rudeness. Uh, meaning that if you drink from the very bottom of the shelf where I started out, that old 10 high, um, all the way to that top shelf, like Jim likes to drink of that George T. Stag. Um, wherever you're at on that shelf, we want you to come in, celebrate birthdays, retirements, even a loved one's death. Raise a glass to their life uh, and celebrate it um, the right way. Nobody will cut you off in there, will they, Jim? That's right. If you've had a bad experience in another group, we we certainly encourage you to come check out ours. Uh, we've got three moderators that. Uh, you're walking the streets like Wyatt Earp. They won't let you get away with anything. But that means a good time. That means a good, honest time. And nobody's going to chop you off at the knees for what you're drinking. Yes, sir. So definitely come in and check us out. We do two shows every week. Every Monday, we do a craft distillery episode where we'll take one craft distillery, one expression. And we'll shine a little light on them. We'll let you know whether we think it's something that uh, you ought to add to your bar. Um, we usually have a pretty darn good whiskey on every week. I'm really been surprised lately. There've yeah. been some winners. Every Wednesday we do a full length episode. Like today, we'll give you about an hour long. We'll go about a half hour in the first half, half hour in the second half. We'll get you to work and get you home. Uh, we hope you listen to both episodes every week. Mike, what can they do to make sure they don't miss a single episode of The Bourbon Road? Well, you know what I'm going to say. You scroll up on top of that app, hit that check sign, that plus sign, that subscribe sign. That app will let you know, hey, these two jokers have an episode that came out today and you need to listen to it. Then what you need to do is scroll on down to the bottom of that app, hit that five-star review and leave us some comments. Um, you know what's going to happen if you don't. The big bad booty daddy of bourbon is going to come to your house, bring in some restoration rye and some Yellowstone bourbon with him you drink all night long by the end of the night you'll have a big old smile on your face leaving us that five-star review and some comments but seriously those 
reviews, those comments, uh, get great guests on our show, like the fine folks from uh, Frankfurt Bourbon Society and Bourbon on the Banks. Uh, we'll get great whiskey in our hands to review. We really appreciate it. Now, Mike and I are very approachable. Uh, if you see us in a liquor store, you see us at Bourbon on the Banks, make sure you come up to us and say hi. We'd love to shake your hand and uh, tip a glass to you and have a, have a drink of bourbon. Um, you know, you can also send us an email anytime you like. I'm Jim at the bourbonroad.com. He's Mike at the bourbonroad.com. But like we always say, probably the best way, hit up our DMs on Instagram. I'm Jay Shannon 63. I'm Big Bourbon Chief. And we'll see you down the bourbon road. <laughs>